DCM works, putting the I back in team. It was probably a song that reminded me of it, or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. I did. I, that had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my screen. god, we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. Hey guys, welcome back to the Art for Artists podcast official. Podcast at Digital and Creative Media Works. My name is David DCM, Creative Dragon Leader Writer, and joined as always by my cousin Ben. That's so dumb. Fucking laughing at me, yeah. like some kind of kind of asshole. It was just a weird, weird pause in that. Intro. Yeah, I shirts mm, everywhere. The shirts everywhere. The stuff everywhere. Yes. It's a dreary day in Brisbane. Yeah. Uh, and today we are talking about the humor of Bob Burnham's Make Happy. Art is dead. Art is dead. Art is dead. Now, this is kind of a new... It's a sad a, thing. It's a sad... Well, it's it's interesting. It's Bo Burnham. It's Bo Burnham, yeah. so it's sad and satirical and funny, but mostly sad in a mostly funny way. Sad. <laughs> so, like... Okay, so he... It's been, like, three years since he's put anything out. Um, well, he had... There was a what? Yeah, so what was... Th- 2013. Yeah, yeah, so what was three years ago, and then he's got this new Netflix hour comedy special, which is Make Happy, and the whole premise of the... So he's a stand-up comic that sort of Tim Minchin-style plays songs. Yeah, music. Um, like, he started out doing sort of songs on YouTube. Yeah, that was how he got big. And, he and you know, they've got, like, they've got, like, 20 million views and stuff. Like, he, he's massive. Yeah, um, so... In... He could pretty much never work another day in his life. Like, that's how much money yeah, he Yeah, but, but he does, because he's sad. But he does, because he's sad. And that's sort of the interesting thing about him as a person. But but what's fun is, so, yeah, he, he, could, he could basically have retired at 20. Like, because he, he, got, he got big on YouTube back when... The money to it, be made it, was crazy. Yeah, when like, it mattered. Yeah, and like the the ad revenue that he got from those, it was just like in literally just like, a lot of money, incomprehensible. From like at the moment, you know, it, it would be the equivalent of like probably how much Game Grumps would make in about two months is how yeah. much he made per video. You know, like an insane amount why, of money. Which is why he's doing comedy yeah. shows now. So now, so he got a deal with uh, Netflix to do three specials. So he did uh, what? He did uh, words, words, words. Well, sorry, he did words, words, words. He did what? And then he's doing. He's just finished. Make happy. What's words, words, words? A show? Uh, yeah, Wasn't that yeah. Just it was a, a song? Uh, no, 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 it was a show. It was a. Uh. It was a. Yeah, it was a whole show. Um, it was good. I mean, I must have seen it because of <sighs> maybe I've seen I, what definitely. I don't know if it's on what Australian on Netflix. U- well, what is just on YouTube? Yeah, what's on YouTube? Yeah. I don't think words, words, words is on Australian Netflix. Yeah, well, well, I've um, seen what. Yeah, what's great? I've probably seen words, words, words. Probably you probably yeah. heard it at least. It's the album. I know, I know the song. Oh, okay. oh, it's the album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, yeah, the, I've listened to that. Yeah, that's what that yeah. that sh- that show. Well, the album is from the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done that. Um. So yeah, I, w- what's interesting about this particular one, as opposed to his other stuff, is that he kind of, you know, he set out to do a deliver. You know, the other ones they do a deliberate thing. So what is all about like how dumb life is and the fact that. Pretty much everyone has conflicting opinions about pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, words, words, words is about sort of... Puns. It's about... Well, it's, a, it's not... It's, <laughs> it's it's sort of about the idea... Yeah, it's it's about the idea of performing. Uh, well, I guess all of this stuff is about performing, but words, words, yeah. words in particular is about the idea of what it means to be a performer. Yeah. And then what is about sort of what it means to be a performer, but in a sort of reflexive way where he kind of looks at, well, what does it mean to be a person who gets to get up and share your opinion, you know. Less about performing and more about what he has to say. 
Um, and Make Happy is just sad. Well, Make Happy is about, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's about what people, well, it's about how people find happiness in performance, really. And it's about meeting expectations and not not wasting people's money was a pretty common trope. Yeah, well, that because that's sort of, you know, he looks, the whole show really looks at what people, where people look to for happiness in performance. Yeah. So he talks a lot about, like, your Katy Perry's and, and people like that, and how he sort of, you know, he has this great bit where he's like, basically, if you look to Katy Perry for, like, advice on how to be happy, you should actually just kill yourself. Because you're totally <laughs> lost. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a satirical bit, but it's, you know, it's, it's very pointed, like everything he does. But the whole show kind of revolves around that idea of, well, how, how and why do people spend so much time looking to others for happiness when even the people that make the stuff that should make you happy are fucking miserable. Yeah. And, like, he does, he has this line in what, I might be, I can't, maybe what, I'm not sure. Um, maybe it was this show, I don't know, where he says, uh, people think this is a meritocracy, it's not. I'm successful and I'm still fucking unhappy. Like that. That's, uh, that's in. Is that uh, what? Or is it No, the, it's in this one. Yeah. It's in What's, I happy. can't think of the exact phrasing of it in the show, but that is, like, such a poignant you know, he's like, yeah. I, yeah, he's like, I'm crazy successful and I'm still fucking miserable. Yeah. And like, that's such a weird, you know, and a lot of that show is about that weird thing where he's like, yeah, it's, I'm, you know, I'm not happy because well, no it's one a, is. It's a weird, um, it's almost uncomfortable, mm. especially towards the end of, uh, the end of the show where it's like, you're like, shit, I didn't expect to get feelings at the end yeah, of this the, comedy show. It's like, what's going on? It's very, it reminds me very strongly of Tim Minchin in the early days where it's sort of, you know, a great example of this is uh, You Grew On Me, a song by Tim Minchin, where it starts off as... He talks about, like, love songs are always about, like, oh, boy meets girl across the room, and it's, like, love at first sight. But Tim Minchin has this song about the creepy-uppy kind of love, and he basically equates love to cancer. <laughs> and he's like, you grow on me like a cancer. And it starts oh, off yeah. as this funny thing, yeah, and then song. it gets, like, really serious. And he's like, you know, um, it's... I didn't notice, and, and, and I've got to this point now where getting you removed would probably kill me, too. And you go... <laughs> Oh my god. You're like, what the you're fuck? Like, Whoa, that got real. And, you're like, <laughs> and then people are like, oh yeah, I know exactly what he means. That kind of like yeah. cancerous codependence thing. Uh, same thing with Bo Burnham. Like, from God's perspective, is my favorite song of his. Uh, which which is where um, he, he sings a song from God's perspective about the world. And it starts off quite funny, you know? Yeah. He's like, um, uh, you know, people shouldn't look to the Bible for, for answers. It's ridiculous. And then he's like, you know, uh, you shouldn't abstain from rape just because you think that I want you to. You shouldn't rape because rape is a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. Like... Make some word jokes. He's like, I didn't think I had just... to write that one down for you. Stuff like that. <laughs> he's like, you can eat pork because why the fuck would I give a shit? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It starts off as kind of funny and then it gets very sort of real and, and he's like, you know, um, none of you... You'll pray so badly to go to heaven but none of you are going to heaven. Why would you think that? Like, <laughs> That's such a dumb thing to think. And then he goes on and he's like, well, you know, my love of being God's love is something that uh, uh, you, um, God's love is, is something that uh, you, when you've earned it, you don't need it. Yeah. You know, and it's a very kind of serious song and it ends brilliantly. And it's this kind of weird, it's that transition from, oh, it's funny and we're laughing and that lets, you know, it lets Bo in and then he just fucking crushes you at the end. Yeah. That show kind of does the same thing. But you don't really see it, like, there's the bit in, toward the middle end where he, he's, he's crouched down at the front of the stage, 
and he makes a really va- he makes a bunch of really valid points. It's not even like they're not really jokes at all. What about Doritos cans being too? Not- no, before that, the, the section before Pringles that. cans being too small. No, the, well, the section before he does that, where he kneels down at the front of the stage and he's just talking to the audience. That's where the line about the meritocracy comes in. Yeah. And he's like, basically, none of you are going to be happy if you keep... He talks about audiences. This is a point that I wanted to bring up that I definitely agree with. Um, And it's hard for us to do this because we live our lives... Well, you and I spend time performing deliberately, right? In a sense. I wouldn't really call this performance. No, but but we have an audience. It's kind of just sitting down in front of a but but we're performing for someone, really. Yeah. Uh, Whereas... And that's, you know, I was talking to uh, Zamet from Sanspants a few months ago, and then later Gabe, and we kind of all came to the same conclusion, um, that people that perform regularly for a living, or do it as a kind of a job, in the sense that we do, um, they, we, we tend to perform less in other aspects. So, like, you know, because social media is really a performance, right? Like, that's something that, that's yeah. the point that Bo makes. He's yeah. like, you know, we perform for each other endlessly, and it, it, it's, it's fucked. Like, it's fucked up. You know, you, you want people to think that you have this great life, and you have to perform and do these things, and he's like, you know, you shouldn't do that. If you can live your life without an audience, you should definitely live your life without an audience. <laughs> yeah. So what's interesting, kind of what the point he's making, he's like, performers who understand their place in society, like him, perform when they perform, and then... His regular life, he doesn't have an audience. He just does his life. Yeah. Know? Same thing with us. We're like you and I. We, you know, we're not we're not big on your Facebook. You know, like we're not posting all the time. We're not doing these things that other people are doing because we already have a place where we perform. But it's sort of segmented. Like it's not it's not part of our lives. It'd be like if we did a daily vlog or something, <laughs> like that. You, you know what I mean? Like that's that's why I think. Please never let us stoop to that level. No, we never will. I think yeah. that's why Twitch streamers who Twitch every day that's like a really dangerous way to live, right? Yeah. Well, it's creepy as well. I think the, I think the ending of the, not the ending of the show, the ending of the Netflix special mm. is an interesting, um, it's probably the most interesting part of the entire show because it, the, the show has the opening bit in the, Cat's here. Hey, Cat. in the, um, what are you looking at, in the Netflix special where he's the clown. Yeah, and he's going and to, he the goes to the show. It's it's a classic inversion of the the typical start of a comedy special yeah. where the the person walks to the concert venue. Yeah, you know, you'll see if you watch any any Netflix comedy special, they They'll, all start yeah. the same way. And but Bo wears clown makeup. He wears clown makeup, and he's sad the entire time. And he's time. sad the whole time because um, that's yeah, because that's yeah. very funny and weird. Um, the and disturbing. <laughs> it's a little weird. Yeah, I think the ending is interesting because it's the it's like the dark room, and he's playing and well, he's he performing walks, to just to you. He walks from the stage. To like a shed, basically. Yeah, like it. In a well, back room. yeah, the the sort of soft cut to that, and then, but when he he just kind of stops halfway through the song at the end, which is talking about how to make. It's just you know more of the same. How to make happiness. Well, sorry, I'm just the cat. I don't know what he's doing. Cat's just doing things. Right, see what's you later. he doing? He's leaving. Oh, he's out of the door. Oh, okay, never mind. He's been my <laughs> cat's been sick lately, so we've been uh, he's been having like a bunch of painkillers. Oh, he's just he's, he's just been stoned. Yeah, he's been real. St- <laughs> like he's not he's not as stoned today, but yesterday he was just fucking zoinked all day. That's good. Just stoned as shit. Um, but the the ending is interesting because he you know he when he finishes the song and he just opens the door and leaves, mm. and then you get like the little background image of him yeah, of being him. happy, and you're like, well, what? Yeah. And it's an interesting sort of perspective because it it does a few things. It's like is is it all a facade? Is he actually fine? Or is it him being happy as the facade itself? And when yes. he's alone with just the audience, he's actually just like, how the fuck do you live? Yeah. 
and it's yeah, and you're you're like, is the life that we see outside of that door him performing, or is him on the stage his him real performing? Yeah, like what what's the performance and what's real, and which that's... is crazy complicated. <laughs> yeah, because it can go either way. Because he's always had like even back to his YouTube days, he had a very sort of he's got a stage persona. Yeah, he would throw in jokes about how his dad hates him. Yes, um, and at the time it was like, oh, that's funny because that can't be true. Um, because this was just, it was comedic timing, and it just yeah, sort yeah, of fit, and you're like, yeah, it's part like... of his character, but he's, in every single one of his shows, he's been sort of repeating, you're like... Yeah, he has, is... he has themes that keep coming through. Yeah, and you're like, is it is it actually a cry for help, or is it just his stage persona? Well, a lot and of I don't, that... And I think, and like, no one really knows, he, like, well, that's kind to of his credit, point. he does a good job of hiding the truth if it is... Well, that's... True, because, like, his Twitter is horrible, his Tumblr is worse. Isn't that sort of um, the point of him, like, as a performer and a person? To keep this sort of persona, Well, to yeah. keep these two possibilities at one time, because I, one of his biggest messages is that life is not black and white. Well, the ending right? to... The ending to this show was sort of the first sort of hint that there is another side. Mm. We just don't know what side that is. We don't know where... Yes. We don't know whether it's that side that it showed us was his real side or that's his performance. Yes. And his performing <sighs> arts is his... Is his real is his side. his real side. And I think the truth is that... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And also, <laughs> also, it's all perf- like it's all performance because people perform for themselves. That's the point he makes in the show as well. You know, he's like, we, what we want to do is every night we want to go to bed and look at our phone and see like, a, a really great performance of our own life. Yeah. And review it well. That's something that we all seem to want for some reason. But it's fucked. And that's kind of what... I think that comes to that, that point that you made, which is, like, he's kind of trying to say that, realistically, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You're always performing for yourself. So why would yeah. you make that worse by trying to perform for others at the same time? Yeah. So he's like, you might as well... You know, if you're a performer, you perform on stage. And then... He's done a really clever thing where he's built this stage persona that has a persona beneath it that's still a stage persona. So in what uh, he, um, at the end of the show, he thanks the audience for coming and he's like, it means the world to me and this is my absolute favorite thing to do. Then he says, okay, I'm going to recede back into my stage persona. And he goes, oh, blacked out for 30 seconds. That's so weird. (laughs) But the persona underneath the stage persona is still a stage persona because... it has to be. Because Bo is... Like, it, it just doesn't work like that. And it's like, is he gay or is he straight? We don't really know. Because he references... Because he's very flamboyant and he's got... His stage character is gay. But his stage character also talks about his yeah, girlfriend. his stage character is gay. <laughs> but then it's like, is Bo gay? And the answer is, well, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because, because both it... his stage persona and his non-stage persona, if you want to call it that, are performances. Well, so it doesn't affect you in the slightest. So it, it yeah. doesn't matter. And so people are like, oh, well... Something interesting thing actually is when he was first pretty big, people were like, "Oh, well, if he's not gay in real life, this is super offensive." You're like, "Well, no." And it's like, no, it's the, actually it's the opposite of that. The point, fine. The, well, it's it's really not. It really is fine because really what it's saying is that it doesn't matter whether or not he's gay. The point he's making is still valid. It doesn't yeah. matter, you know. It doesn't really matter whether or not his family disown him because he's gay or whatever it is. Because the points he's making is still valid. It doesn't matter if, you know... But, like, all of the points he makes about himself don't necessarily have to be about himself. And I think that's why he's so successful. Yeah. Because people don't... They don't really notice that happening. But they're like, oh, well, he, he can pretty much be anyone he needs to be to get his message across in a funny way. Yeah. Um, I think his... The way he gets points across, like, the way his show is structured and is a lot different to how other comedians sort of do things, you know... 
Um, most comedians will just tell jokes, you know, even if there are comedians that have music incorporated, like to mention, they will tell jokes and then play music. But Bo does things pretty differently with his shows where mm. they're, they're very structured, you know, everything on is the, planned. Yeah. On the surface, there's, well, that was kind of the one thing that this show was a little bit different to the other ones where even though none of his shows have been like participatory, there was a little bit of it. Some of it was just people heckling, which he does a really good job of. That happens. Well, that honest. happens to him all the time. And yeah, he does great jobs of dealing with but that. But the the Rob joke, the the song about Rob. Well, that was completely planned. Well, yeah, no, it was completely planned. But all he had to do was just pick a guy. Pick a guy in mm. the audience. So he just picked a dude. Yep. His name was conveniently short. Yep. But any name would have fit. Yep. And then the, the thing is planned. Like yeah. it's it's that kind of idea where it's like. Where it is a show, it's not a, it's not really a comedy show. Like I've been to comedy shows. Well, where it's a, it's a, truth is, it is a one man show, and he makes that joke in words, 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 where he's like, you know, people call me a, um, people call me a comic, which is so disingenuous. I don't do comedy shows; I do one man shows. You know. Yeah. And um, <laughs> there's a, you know, it's like, and that's funny because it's pretentious, it. yeah. but he's right. Yeah. You know, it's not a comedy show, but it is funny. But it's a one man show. It's like a it's, show, yeah. but it's also a comedy show. So, like it's very meta and. And, like, I mean, even the fact that the shows that he do are like the shows that he do that that he does that, that he, he does that he does the shows that he does. Yeah, it's I, it's, I don't the know why that, that was hard do. for me for some reason. Um, no, I was confused. As well. Shows that he does. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? The shows that he do. Yeah, the shows that <laughs> well, he I'm do. Sorry. I fuck. Adam, what? What? Uh, what? Oh no! Are we having a brain aneurysm uh, here? It keeps happening. We're stuck in the loop. Um, the shows that he performs. Yeah, we're stuck in the pronunciation loop. The shows yeah. that he performs are about performance. Yeah. Which in itself uh, isn't a performance about performance. It's performing about performing because it's not. But like, it's just this super weird meta thing <laughs> that means that he can do stuff. Like he has a, a song in what, which is Andy the Frog, where he tells an allegory about a frog that falls in love with another frog, follows it, um, a turtle gets shot, then an <laughs> alligator eats the frog and yeah. the frog dies. And it ends and he goes, and the real lesson here is that we can't learn anything from this because it's about animals. Why the fuck would it apply to us? Yeah. <laughs> really, what that's about is about the joke that he did before from God's perspective. Really, it's about the Bible. But he does it in a fun way because it's about a frog. But you don't think it's about the Bible because uh. you're like, oh, that was a fun joke. Of course that story doesn't apply to us. Yeah. Ha ha ha. But ultimately, the subtext of that is, well, the truth is that most allegorical stories, you know, he's invoking the um, the uh, the fallacy of, of myth. Um, I can't, not, not myth. Fallacy of allegory. Yeah, the fallacy of allegory. Wow. <laughs> Try again, it's going to be a long day for me. The fallacy of allegory. Uh, there you go. Which is that idea that, you know, stories actually apply to us. Because stories have a start and an end, and they often um, have closure. And in truth, life has zero closure whatsoever. Yeah. And anything, any closure you do have is basically you, you fabricate it so you can survive. And that's something that that song is about. But it's funny because it's about a frog that it takes these sharp left turns and... He gets eaten alive by an alligator, and it ends with him screaming and dying. <laughs> but it's like a fun little fairy tale tune, and then it's murder, and you're like, whoa! But it's it it genuinely has something to say about something he did earlier in the show, and then the bit after that goes on to keep making the points he's making the whole show. Yeah, the cat's just meowing in the background. The cat's just um, having a day. He's high as fuck. Uh, <laughs> so like that idea, you know, definitely is present in Make Happy. I think it's just a lot more. Uh, he does a lot more stuff that's on the nose now. But in a but but to for for a much cleverer reason, 
like it, the the even the, the country song that he did, right? Where he he makes fun of country singers. It's yeah. very funny, but it also makes a whole bunch of valid points about the music industry and country music and the people that that are involved in that industry. And he takes a he takes a passing swipe at Keith Urban, which is great. Yeah. Um, but you know he's well, not. He takes a swipe at hip hop music. He takes with the fucking. I'm a little teacup short, short and stout. stout. Yeah. yeah, and I mean those those are cl- like they're clever. You know, and he has a swipe at Katy Perry, and their swipes. I, I say their swipes because he's not swinging; he's just saying. Yeah, he's not like oh fuck, you know, because he, he has a joke in what about Justin Bieber, where he's got the song "Repeat Stuff," which is amazing, where he yeah. basically implies that pop singers are working for Satan, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's got a great bit on Conan where, um, Bo finds out that Bieber was in one of his concerts when he did that bit, <laughs> and he's like, "I felt really bad because." I basically, you know, this this young 17-year-old guy was out with his girlfriend just to have, like, a fun night away from the press or whatever. You they just, the they, they had to sneak in the back off. The lights went down. He's like, I feel really bad for this kid. And I basically implied that he worships Satan. He's like, that's not the point of the song. The point of the song is that the people that consume pop music are fucking idiots. Yeah. And the fact that we keep paying people, you know, we, we pay people to... Uh, we, we, we read magazines that make us feel ugly, and then we pay people to tell... Um, tell me that that they love me, kind of thing. Like it's yeah. that it's that cycle, whatever. But he's like, I felt bad because the song isn't about Justin Bieber. Like, and that's such a like mature and different way to approach your own work. Where he's like, oh, you know, he's not making fun of Katy Perry. He's making fun of the paradigm that Katy Perry exists in. Yeah. He's making fun of the way that performers have to perform now to get popular. Like he's not sitting there going, oh fuck Katy Perry, what an asshole. He's not like fuck Katy Perry in particular. It's Mm. Fuck the idea of Katy Perry. Yeah, fuck the idea of Katy Perry that they've made her become, and fuck the idea of people like Keith Urban who... You know, that that, that country song is great, but it's more on the nose about its actual subject matter. So you walk away and you're like, oh yeah, well, country music does do that a lot, and these guys who do it are super, like, disingenuous and gentrified or whatever. Well, there was a bit less music in this show than previous shows, mm. um, which is probably why the format is very well much a video... <clears throat> video show rather than what, what words, words, words was, yeah. which was an album. Um, and then what was more of an experiment, I guess, because he released a, it's a it bit for free on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and, and, then, and then it was on Netflix and then he put it on iTunes and all that stuff. And now with uh, Make Happy. And like, it's it's a lot more like um, what, you know, he he has the editing joke. Um, yeah, yeah. He, 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 does, he cuts between <clears> two venues. continuity yeah. error. error. Yeah. Um, and then the... Uh, because in, in what it was Yeah, the, the video editors are so... And then it cuts. So, yeah. Yeah, the joke gets cut off, yeah. cut off by the video editor. And I... It's very clever. Because it... Yeah, so it felt a lot more like what... And even though what still had a lot of the musical influence and it had a lot of music, Make Happy had a lot more music commentary yes. and a lot less music. It, a lot, yeah, it A lot was, more fart jokes. Um, yeah, a lot more sort of... Um, just visual comedy. Yes, and I think that... Which is good, because it's... Not many comedians do that, kind yes. of. Yes. Well, not many comedians do it as insanely well as he does. You yeah. Know, the like... ending of what... He has the uh, the song where um, it's all about... Like, he has perfect timing, because he rehearses. Like, he, he just... Mm. He knows the show back to front. So he has the ending of, of what, where... Because the whole point of what is that the whole thing is so insanely scripted. Yeah. Because that's what performers do. Like, that's really the message. He's like, we have these, you know, we think that these representations of performers are, like, these things we should aspire to, but the truth is it's all a fucking act, and... Well, the, there's el- there's, you know, there's elements of that sort of perfect timing in Make Happy as well. Big time. Where they'll just pull a gag, and they just... 
perfectly timed. And it, every single time yeah, as well. every time it's um, He's got... Yeah, so at the end of what he, he does, uh, it's it's the premise is that he's getting voicemail from uh, people that used to know him. Yeah. Um, so he gets a phone call from a girl who knew him in college. He gets a phone call from an agent. He gets a phone call from a guy he used to know, a guy oh, he yeah, used to live yeah. with. And it's really funny because he sort of points and the different tracks will play and he mixes it together into this really interesting message about um, the way that people him perceive him. Now. Yeah. yeah, and it's You Think You Know Me is what yeah. the track is called. Um, and he's like, you think you know me, but you literally have no idea who I am. And that's the whole point of what this is. And you should realize that you have no idea who Katy Perry is. Um, and you got, <laughs> you should stop worshipping these people because they're people They're you know, worship them, like appreciate their performances, but realize that they're performances. Because that's yeah. the message of what. And then Make Happy is kind of like the next evolution of that, which is, you like, you know, you have to at some point grow up and realize that these performers are they should be allowed to be as unhappy as everyone else. And we shouldn't have to perform and pretend to be happy, yeah. you know? And it comes back to that idea that you actually talked about when we used to work at the restaurant together. Um, <laughs> Jesus. So years ago. timing back, yeah. yeah um, uh, it was when you left, actually. Uh, and you... Uh, I can't think of what we were doing. When I quit or when I... I'm not sure. I can't remember. I mean, because you weren't there when I quit. No. Because you quit before me. Yeah, so it must have been... Um, it, must it must have been just been after I, just I quit. Left, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was when I had the job that I'm working now, and, and uh, we were really drunk, and you were sort of talking about this idea of, like... Because <clears throat> I, was, I was saying... I don't remember at, this at, at, the, all. at the time, yeah, it's fair enough. Uh, we were pretty fucked. Um, yeah. uh, I was talking about this girl that I was seeing who was a waitress, um, and... Uh, I'd had a conversation with her about how difficult, like, the expectations that are put upon you when you're in a service position, right? Yeah. People, people who come into your shop expect you to act a certain way. They expect you to perform for them, basically. Yeah. Right? And so this girl uh, uh, who I was seeing made this point and, and I sort of was like, yeah, it's probably true or whatever. Um, but we were talking about it and uh, I'd just gone through some some stuff personally and I was like, the interesting thing is that you know, in other roles that aren't public-facing roles, you're not expected to be the same way. Like, there's no expectation of performance when I go to my day job and I sit at my desk and I do my graphic design and I do my social media management. There's no expectation there that I have to pretend to be happy. Yeah. Like, if I'm upset, my co- like, or if I just look sad and tired, my coworkers won't comment on it. But if I, if I bring it up, they'll be like, oh, I hope you're doing okay. You yeah. know, if there's anything that we can do to help, whatever. But in... You know, the truth is, in a service role industry, if you turn up to work at your restaurant like that, people would be like, well, what the fuck is going on? Like, this is the worst service I've had. Why aren't yeah. you happy? What the fuck? And that's so unfair to expect of... A lot of the time, it's just kids who yeah. need to pay rent or whatever. They're going through college or whatever. And we're like, no, dance for us, you fucking monkey, and pretend to be happy so that I can <laughs> eat my food that I could have cooked myself yeah. and feel a little bit less guilty about how unhappy I'm making you. Like, it's fucked. And that was a point that you brought up. And, the you know, that's a point that Bo kind of makes in this show. Is he's yeah. like, you basically are asking these people uh, to perform. But the problem is that they keep saying yes. And they enjoy pretending to be these things. But it fucks you up. And it's actually something that Bojack Horseman does a lot in that oh, show. I mean, where he... The show is very... um had lots of connections to BoJack Horseman. Really sort of very similar messages, kind yeah. of similar rhetoric. Um, we will do an episode of BoJack at some point. Season three. Um, we'll do, we'll, <gasps> so soon. We'll, we'll do a season one and season two before that as well. Probably, um, yeah. Which I'm pretty excited I about. think we've done... Have we? No, we haven't. 
We've mentioned it we was in about, our we best it, of last year. Yeah, we talked about it in passing, but we'll definitely yeah. do a full episode on season one and two. But similar messages and kind of that idea of like success is not the same thing. Success doesn't make you happy. What? Yeah, the, and yeah. the truth is that there's not a lot of things that do make you happy. But the problem, like the biggest problem, is when you try and measure how happy you are by comparing it to how happy other people seem to be. Yeah, and that's, that's like the big message of both show. It's he's like, if you compare yourself to fucking Katy Perry, of course you're going to feel unhappy. Yeah. Because she's got all this money, and you're like, oh, well, that's maybe what makes her happy. Or she's got this fame, maybe that's what makes her happy. But the truth is, she could be miserable as fuck. She's a performer. Yeah. Her job is to get up and perform. And that, like, I don't know, like, I just think Bo makes it accessible, and it's funny, and it's fun, but it's also weird and, like, serious, and I don't know, no one else is doing what he's doing. Um, I think if Tim Minchin had continued, he would have got to a similar place. Tim Minchin, I think, is he's become... I mean, Tim Minchin went the road of, I want to just, like, I want to just be a performer. I don't want to, sort of, make jokes at my own expense, is what... You, like, you could... Because you could argue that Bo Burnham is making jokes at his, own, at his own expense. But it's like, it's like, yeah, that's kind of the point. Because he's drawing the parallels between his fame and the fact that he's still fucking unhappy whereas yeah. tim minchin was just like i want to do like broadway shows <laughs> so yeah, you're like kind of. okay jesus superstar whatever like yeah. knock yourself out it's like and i think yeah they just went different down different yeah roads. they went different well because yeah the truth is that tim minchin is sort of much more i would i would consider him to be older a, well he, yeah he's definitely older and and he got his fame at a point in his life where he kind of like he was ready he for didn't it. get his fame online which i think was another big thing what's that well, he didn't get his fame through this new wave of celebrities. You oh, know, you mean YouTube you mean Tim Minchin? Sorry, yeah, Tim yeah, Minchin. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, whereas Bo Burnham um, did. Well, Tim Minchin. Well, the truth is, with Tim Minchin, he got his popularity through comedy festivals. Like he was, like he was very much of that old wave of comics where you got popular by by literally going by and doing, doing shows, doing stand up. You know? Yeah. Um, and and he was insanely successful in his early years in Edinburgh and places like that, which is so important. To whereas me. now it's. Well, just well now, well now he now well now he has a job, like yeah, and and when someone like Bo Burnham got successful because one thing he did blew up, and then he just kept it kept blowing up, and he just got this sort of this you know this fame that he that he himself has said he's like I don't deserve to be yeah. famous. I'm just a guy. I'm just a you know he has the song um, "Art Is Dead," which I think is. It's, a little it's, on the nose, <laughs> but, well, that, but that's the, that's the truth. Is it's one of those songs where it's so. But it needs to be because everything else he does isn't. It's maybe I think it's his one track where it, there's, he's not kidding. Like there's no, it's not funny at all. It's just a song about how like disingenuous it is to do what he does for a living. Yeah. You know, the whole song "Art Is Dead" is about the fact that like the show that he does has a budget, and he literally wakes up. I think he has this joke in "Make Happy" as well. He wakes up every day and decides not to inoculate a thousand African children. Yeah. <laughs> That's the first decision he makes every day. He's right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and he's like he has the. The, the $200 lights, which could have yeah. saved, which could have fed thousands of starving yeah. Africans, but nah. And he's like, no, that's, and that's, that's a decision that he makes literally every day. Yeah. And that's a, you know, that's interesting. And then you go back to Artist Deb, where he kind of, he's like, this show has a budget, and artists like to pretend that they're complicated. But really, it's just, you know, he, he, he talks about this idea of if, if, if you've ever been to a kid's birthday party, and there's that one kid that's, like, just a little attention attractor who wants everything to be about them, yeah. right? And he's like, performers, really, and artists wake up every day and they want every day to be about them, right? Yeah. And he's like, it's not complicated to be an artist. You just have to be selfish and want every day <laughs> to be about you. 
And he's like, you know, maybe I'll... He's like, I, the the song ends with, I'm a, you know, I'm just a kid. Maybe I'll grow out of it. And then you get Make Happy, where it's like the evolution of that idea, where he's like, well, I've grown out of and into it, you know. Yeah. To the point where he's a satire of himself now. And, like, it's just very complicated. And sort of, yeah, I, I think it's... I think it's one of these... He's one of those performers where if you haven't experienced his stuff, it's worthwhile, even if you don't like the music, the points he's making are so interesting and are done in an interest, like such an interesting and unique way that you really can't find it anywhere else. Well, I mean, if you don't like the music, then the newest show will be right up your alley because yeah. there's not much music. There's not much... And the music <laughs> there is is sort of... Uh, sort of weird, just sort of It's satire. bizarre satire. And, it's kind of short. Yeah. There's no... Like, he makes a joke that he one of the funniest jokes I find is when he I forget what song it is, but he's like he's like a worse comedian would have ran that out for four more verses. A better comedian, a better wouldn't, comedian have wouldn't, wouldn't have done it at all. And then in the um, it's the Pringles thing, isn't it? Oh no, maybe it's uh, it's something else. And then later on with the um with the country music song, he makes a line which is just like four more verses and you're yeah. like oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah like it's great uh that i don't know it's very reflexive and interesting um yeah i don't know definitely check it out it's on netflix um what is on youtube you can just watch that one for free um which uh, i definitely words, recommend words, words is on spotify uh words words is on spotify and it's on american netflix i believe oh. um it's not an australian netflix but yeah definitely check it out i mean it's really interesting um i think it's definitely yeah, it's really worth watching yeah yeah. Sure. And we yeah, we really enjoyed it. Uh we <laughs> question of the week, where can people find us, Ben? I don't know, on the internet oh, somewhere. Uh we're on Twitter at DCM underscore works, uh patreon.com slash DCM works. Uh and Afrodis is powered by hover.com. Um so you can grab our referral link, it's in the show notes, and that will get you a sweet two dollars off if you wanna buy or transfer a domain. They're great. I I was saying Actually to you, a sponsor. Yeah, and I was saying to you in the car that um, <laughs> they're just, like, they're so easy to use compared to everyone else. Like, I don't know, if you ever tried to register with domain.com, it's fucking hard. Like, the interface is fucked. And all of the big ones use, they bought, like, this template that they have for their website. Yeah. It's fucking trash. I but can't use it. They have, like, a billing, they have, instead of just having, like, a payments page, they have, like, a billing account center or some shit. Like, I don't uh, know, Hover's just easy. Hover.com slash... And the fact that I can use it means that it's it's an easy Oh, yeah, setup. it's idiot-proof. It's idiot-proof. Um, I don't know, get get amongst it. And if you use that referral code, you get uh, $2 off, and you help support the show. Woo! Um, but yeah, that's it for us. Um, uh, big shout-out to Brennan A. McQuaid, as always, Patreon Woo! over there. Uh, and yeah, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter. All the good stuff is in the show notes down below. And yep. we will uh, see you guys next week. Goodbye. It was probably a song that reminded me of it. Or I'd done an Arnold Schwarzenegger voice. Writing is definitely an isolating thing. From an yeah. outside perspective, that's weird as It makes fun. us look really um, mental. But that is because of what it kind of said about art. Did I? That had fun in bits. There were fun bits. We, went and, we went and bought a value pack of straps. Oh my god, screen. we did. There is a big lesson here to learn about storytelling. 